You're listening to a Stranger Podcast, www.thestranger.com. If you're stuck in a relationship quandary, or if you're looking for sexual Hey everybody, I'm Dan Savage. Welcome to the podcast. I Before we get to your calls, a couple weeks ago I was totally obsessed with the Old Spice centaur and the creation of a whole generation of centaur fetishes. And I hate to just be a corporate stooge and a lackey, but I've been traveling a lot, spending a lot of time in hotel rooms, watching a lot of TV, and I've been catching this commercial for Quiznos and their new uh, fast food, um, food-ish product called a Toasty Torpedo. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's basically – this kind of cute, shaggy-haired, dim-witted boy who has a dom-sub relationship with a toaster oven that is the filthiest fucking thing on TV. It is gay porn in a Quiznos ad, which is so weird because who's the market for crappy fast food? Like straight boys. And do straight boys really respond to the idea of having a dom-sub relationship with a male-identified toaster oven that says things to you like, put it in me, Scott, in a male voice? And that makes straight guys want to go buy these toasty torpedoes, which are basically 12-inch long sandwich cocks that they shove down their throats. Apparently, it does. Like, being gay is really hip, I guess, that if you can make it a little abstract, like it's a toaster oven and you can still be the dom, you can still be the insertive partner in the relationship, even though you're submissive, straight boys respond. Uh, You should look that ad up. Go to YouTube, look up Quiznos and put it in me, Scott. And you will be shocked and appalled by what you see. This episode is brought to you by AdamandEve.com, where you can find over 18,000 adult entertainment products for every lifestyle. To receive 50% off most any item, plus a free gift with most purchases, please visit AdamandEve.com and enter SAVAGE at checkout. Hi, Dan. Um, So I'm a 25-year-old straight guy and a virgin. But I think my situation may be a bit different from most of the 25-year-old virgins calling you. So up until about a year ago, I felt pretty much no sensitivity in my junk because my foreskin was stuck. It's uh, called famosa, so you're probably familiar with it, at least some faculty. Anyway, that kind of blunted any mild sexual contact I managed to wander into over the years. And the thing is, fucked up as it is, that I really thought that was how it was supposed to work. So I had no idea that, you know, things could be better up until about a year ago when I got health insurance and my new doctor took a good look at my penis and was like, hmm, you go to this Ukrainian urologist I know. And that guy eventually managed to tear the top of my foreskin in half. That was kind of freaky, but eventually it healed up. And when it did, I started drinking off again and it felt fucking amazing. So... I've now realized that I guess my situation is changed for the better, definitely. But I'm still kind of stuck because, as I said, 25 years old, only now kind of wanting to want to have sex again. And this is kind of a weird thing to bring up to a potential girlfriend. Like, hey, I've never done it before. And check it out. My dick has a dueling star. So really wondering where to go with this one. Everything wrong with America is really embodied in your question. Well, not everything wrong with America. There's GM, of course, and 
the financial crisis and Bernie Madoff, who have nothing to do with your dick. But a lot of what's wrong with America is really sort of captured in your some of your statements. Like, I thought that was how it was supposed to work. Obviously, you didn't have good or comprehensive sex education, or you would have known that a foreskin is supposed to retract and that you're supposed to actually have some sensitivity in your penis and be able to achieve orgasm. Uh, and the other thing that, you know, I thought your question really hit on that's wrong with America is two years ago, I got health insurance. So I was able to see a doctor. And if you lived in a sane country, maybe you could have seen a doctor 15 years ago when you were 15 years old and you were first experimenting, well, probably 20, you know, longer than that, uh, 10, 15 years ago when you were a tween and you were first experimenting with masturbation and your penis didn't work the way it was supposed to work. And you would have known that had you had comprehensive sex education, which you did not, which is why it took you until you were 25 years old and you got uh, health insurance and then a little sex education from a competent doctor before you realize that your penis didn't work right. And then you went in and got, as a lot of guys with your condition do, circumcised or a little bit circumcised, a little off the top so that you can retract so it pulls back. Um, there are guys out there who have really tight uh, foreskins that are uh, so tight that when they have erections, the head of their penis uh, doesn't emerge from the foreskin or their foreskin never separated from the head of their penis. These guys – Whatever your feelings are about circumcision, these guys need to be circumcised or their junk ain't ever going to work as you and your uh, experience can both attest to. Now, uh, a third thing that your question really uh, draws attention to um, that's wrong about our culture and a lot of people – and a third thing that your question brings up that I find kind of calling is you know, you don't say it but you're, you're just afraid now to tell your sex partners the truth. You know, how do I say I've never done it before? By saying I've never done it before. When you meet a girl who's interested in you, just say, hey, I'm a virgin. Just so you know. And you know, and when they go, why or what's up with that? And you have to explain to them or say, you know what? I had an undiagnosed medical problem for years and years and years that I didn't even know was a problem. And when I got it fixed, suddenly my dick worked. But before my dick didn't work, so I wasn't so interested in sex because my dick didn't work. Because my country doesn't work, which is why I didn't have comprehensive sex education or health insurance. And I would have discovered this a lot sooner. Just – be honest. Be open. Lay it out there. What you say when you say, you know, I don't know how to say this or I'm afraid to have sex because la la la. What you're saying is I'm afraid they're going to find out the truth by intuiting it because you're going to be inept, right? Or you're not going to know how to use your dick exactly right because you're still getting a feel for it. And then they're going to realize what? They're going to realize the truth. But if you tell them the truth in advance, they're not going to happen upon it. They're not going to uncover it and discover it and be disappointed. If they know about it going in, if they know you're a virgin going in, they can't complain about you being a virgin coming out. And if they know that you're still getting the swing of your newly functioning dick going in, they'll be on that adventure with you as opposed to wondering what's up with you and your dick uh, and the way you're just learning how uh, how to run the thing. So just be honest, be honest, be honest. Hi, Dan. I am a 23-year-old lesbian woman who's been in a monogamous relationship for six years. I actually wanted to thank you for one of your podcasts. Because of you, I have come to grips with my rape fantasy. But I'm actually having problems with my lover. Um, she and I started sex in a role-playing situation. And we have had trouble coming out of it. She's always been uneasy about sex and I've always initiated it. Um, I've conversed, talked about it with her several times to where I almost feel like it's becoming more about the personalities rather than her and me. Um, I keep bringing it up but haven't gone anywhere with it. 
I wanted to know if she had any advice on what I can bring up to her or what I can do to kind of ease her into out of into a new comfort zone where I can get some time with her too, rather than just these personalities. I'm more than willing to do the personalities all the time, well, most of the time, but I want some time just her and me. Uh, hey, so I listened to your question and I'm, a, I'm confused. Okay. You thank me for helping you to recently get over your, or, or adjust to your rape fantasies, but then you say you've been in a relationship with this woman for six years and you've been in role-playing games the entire time? Yeah, but we never really, it was one of those things where I never faced it as me. You never faced what as you? Uh, the whole fantasy side to it. Uh-huh. Um, it was always, I could always part, you know, distance myself from it. Okay. And you know. So what's different now that you've accepted it? Uh, that I can actually, um, almost be myself, and that's what I really want to aim for. So you're being, so the entire time you've been with this woman, six years now, you guys, every time you have sex, it's in some sort of fantasy role play scenario where you're the victim or she's the victim? Yeah, most of the time. She's been really, she had a bad experience with it beforehand, and it's not much of an excuse, really, but it really played into how nervous she was about sex, so we kind of fell into that pattern. And so the problem now is you, having accepted your rape fantasies, want to stop enacting them or want to not be trapped into enacting them every time you go to bed. Yeah, we actually, actually uh, called back. We had a development on that okay. to where um, I finally got her to talk to me about that stuff and come to okay. But now... She had, she came out to me after I, like, wheedled it out of her a bit, that she has a blood play fantasy. We've never touched on this before. Okay. And she is really ashamed about this, and she's really scared about doing it. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering what I could really say to help her about it, because I'm fully game. I don't know what all turns me on, and I'm willing to try and see if it helps. Now, if I enjoy it. Right. I, and I, is there... I'm, I'm just really confused about... I'm sorry. Well, you guys, I mean, you guys have been together for six years, and you're only just kind of getting to know each other sexually now? Um, yeah, it's... This has been a six-year-long dysfunctional sexual relationship? Kind of. Uh, we both still live with our parents, so it's been kind of limited on what we can do when we can do it. And you're in your mid-twenties, and you both still live in your par- with your parents? I'm going to college, and I can't afford to live outside the house right now. Okay. And what's her so, excuse? her excuse is she's just too scared, I think. <laughs> well, she sounds like a mess, frankly. Her whole family's a mess. Okay, so <laughs> kind of came with her. Okay, so why are you her girlfriend then if she's a mess? Uh, because she's improved. Um, fix her upper? Kind of. She used to have issues with 
the whole being gay thing, and she got to accept that. Uh, so she's worked through her issues of being gay, moved on to her issues of rape fantasy role play, and being trapped. In, and now we've moved on to she wants you to cut her up. No, she wants to cut me up. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's different then, I guess. That's better. Not really. I don't see where you're going with this. Um, can you ask me a, a direct question? Yes, I want to know how I can help her accept this. When Are you I first... sure you want to help someone accept their desire to cut you up? Not that I have anything against blood play necessarily myself, but if you're not into it... I don't know if I'm into it. I've told her that you know, I'm willing to try it once and see how I respond. You will bleed. That's usually how you respond to being cut. <laughs> yes, but I'm a masochist. I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to... Are you guys involved with the, the BDSM community where you live with your parents, both of you, even though you're in your mid-20s and you've been in a relationship for six years? Not too much yet. Well, it just seems to me that, you know... I need to know about information, too. Play and edge play, that kind of stuff, uh, in a BDSM context, isn't uh, junior varsity sex. It's something that, if you guys want to explore that kind of kink, you need to find someone who knows what the fuck they're doing, so you don't accidentally open an artery. Yeah, I wanted to get information on it, too, but... Well, I would find the BDSM group near you, uh, and I don't have to give you that information. You just have to Google BDSM and the name of your town, uh, and you'll find, hopefully, the BDSM group in your area. Uh, and I would go there. I would also ask you to, to really think about this relationship and what it brings into your life, uh, because it just sounds like she's not fully present uh, sexually or emotionally, and maybe what she needs, or perhaps the both of you need, is a shrink and not a girlfriend. And I'm not saying because you're kinky, because, like, I don't think kinky people are mentally ill, and I don't think you're necessarily mentally ill, and I'm not calling you mentally ill. It just sounds like if what you guys are constantly doing is, you know, if you're stuck in this dysfunction for six fucking years where you can't be real with each other in bed, even though it sounds like you would like to, and it's always one goddamn thing after another, you know, she's not into being, you know, she's fucked up about being a lesbian, then she's fucked up about being kinky, and now she's fucked up about being kinkier than she was before, or that she, than she originally told you. Like, if you keep peeling layers off that onion and it's just a new fucked-up layer every time, maybe she's not ready for a relationship. Maybe, and maybe you're not. Okay. Don't let her cut you. <laughs> Especially alone. I mean, you can stay with you. Can, you can ignore the dumb fag on the phone with his asshole advice to break up, which is what I usually tell almost everybody, so you have to take it with a grain of salt and make up your own mind. But, you know, if you're spinning your wheels and you've been with her since you were seven, 16 or 17 years old... And you're just spinning your wheels emotionally and sexually. Maybe you both need a change of freaking vaginal scenery. Yeah, emotionally it's been decent, but the sexually, I, I used to be depressed and I used to have issues, but I've gotten to an okay point now. I don't think she's necessarily at the okay point, but right, yeah. I see what you're saying. Well, you need to tell yourself, you need to remember that you have. She's supposed to be your girlfriend, not your patient. She's not a project. She's not somebody. Somebody that you're you're there to fix. If you're partners, you're there to improve uh, on each other's lives, be companions, and, and love each other and support each other. But you're not there to like hold her hand through a cascading series of emotional crack ups. 
about her sex life. She needs to be okay and accepting of herself and her own sex life and interests before she gets a girlfriend. It's not your job to constantly tiptoe through the minefield holding her hand. True. All right? Yeah. Okay, bye. This episode is brought to you by adamandeve.com, where you can find over 18,000 adult entertainment products to spice up your love life or surprise a special someone. adamandeve.com has a great selection of toys, lingerie, and movies. 10 million customers love the quality, the fast and discreet shipping, and the 100% satisfaction guarantee. Visit adamandeve.com today and receive 50% off most any item of your choice, plus a free gift with a purchase of $17 or more. That's adamandeve.com and enter SAVAGE at checkout. Hi, my name is Kita. Um... I'm a 17-year-old transgender girl in Fort Wayne, Indiana. My um, problem has to do with that. I, everyone in my family knows I'm transgender and all my friends know. You know, everything's cool um, with them. I went to a boarding school for the past year, really. And, um, you know, I live full-time as a woman. Um, and I live full-time as a woman there. Um, but I... Uh, you know, but my parents aren't really supportive, you know, actively supportive, I guess. Um, and so I got um, expelled from the school because, you know, you do some wrong things, make some wrong choices, I guess. Um, and so illegally, you know, selling your, I ended up legally selling my body quite a few times. I started, I guess, when I was 16, um, basically because I needed to get the things I needed, you know, the makeup, the, all that kind of stuff because my parents weren't supporting me. So... Uh, make a long story short, I came home, and now, you know, I can understand that they'd be upset, but basically, they've always, you know, they've just not been supporting us. It's always been me by myself doing this, and um, now it's really bad, so, and I, now it's really bad, and I've been wanting to, like, move out in some way, some fashion, you know, trying to find, like, I want to go to a home, like, where there's maybe other people like me, or, um, you know, just, I don't want to be here anymore, like, I can't. I mean, they don't even help at all. Like, the only thing I can do, basically, is maybe, well, listen to your show, of course, but um, just sit in my room, just, like, I, there's nothing. Like, I can't leave. I can't, I mean, I understand that, but, like, I guess the thing is, I just need their help. Like, I'm saying I did that. They don't understand that I did that because I'm not getting any active support from them. Like, and my school, um my school uh, admission instructor who is a lesbian herself, you know, she told them, you know, if you don't help right now, you're going to end up with a dead child, you know. It's, they just don't do anything. And so I want to know if there's maybe a way that, is there any possible way like, I can move out? Like, I mean, be emancipated for my parents, go to a home. I mean, they're just, I can't even get on, they want to let me on the Internet. I mean, it's bad lockdown. They, they are nasty and ruthless about reminding me of things I did, and I know what I did. It's, I need some way, because I can't live like this for no year. There's just no way. I mean, it's, I'm in hell, Dan. A year is not a long time. And I know that's not the way a year feels when you're 17 years old and you're trapped at home with your parents and you're miserable and they're not offering you the kind of support that you feel that you need uh, and that you deserve. But a year is not a long time. Uh, you say you can't stand it, you can't stand at home, can't stand the way your parents are policing you and your behavior and cutting you off from the world, and that makes total sense. Uh, that would be extremely aggravating. Whether your parents are motivated by bigotry, they don't get the trans thing, they don't get you, or an abundance of concern because when you did head off on your own and did have access to the internet, you made some choices that it sounds like you regret and that they uh, perhaps um, 
were shocked by and and fear for your safety and rightly so and want to do what they can to prevent you from making those choices again. So what do you do? You don't run away from home. The the streets in big cities are full of runaway transgender uh, identity and genderqueer teenagers. A lot of homeless teens in big cities are gender variant teenagers who were not getting any support at home. And honest to God, there just aren't the resources in a big city uh, to take care of all the runaway gender variant kids who because their parents are too controlling or too assholing, uh, head out, uh, run away, leave a place like Fort Wayne for a place like New York or San Francisco or Seattle. I would encourage you to take as impossible as it may feel for you to take this approach right now. It's really to take a long view approach. Don't look a week in the future and say, I'm going to be miserable a week from now. Look a year or two in the future and figure out where you want to be two years from now. That will make you happy. Um, you can be transgender identified teenager uh, without having to go to John's to get money to buy makeup and the clothes that you want. Uh, you can be female identified and in jeans and t-shirts and just being who you are. Women don't wear makeup all the time and don't wear girly clothes all the time and don't uh, shop and it's not all about fashion. Um, clothes don't make the woman, right? Where do you want to be in two years from now? You want to be – in a bigger city with a transgendered community, you want to be a legal adult and you want to have enough money that you can move there and get yourself moder- you know, modestly established and find a job uh, that isn't uh, sex work because it doesn't sound like that made you very happy. Um, so what you need to do now is knuckle under, get your goddamn high school diploma, uh, let your parents' assholery wash off you as best you can. And start saving money. Go to school and also get a job. Start putting money away. Start putting money aside. If you are in a place like Fort Wayne, Indiana, where you feel you, you know, you're not going to be safe leaving the house, you're not going to be safe working the kind of job that might be available to a, a girl your age uh, and a transgender girl, then fucking tell your parents that you need an allowance and you need to do whatever they want you to do around the house to earn that money and sock it the fuck away so that a year or two from now when – you're a legal adult. When you have your GRE or you have your high school diploma, you can light out for a city that has a community of transgender young people in it. And it doesn't have to just be big scary places like a New York or a Chicago or a Los Angeles. It can be college towns are really welcoming increasingly to transgendered people. And there's large transgender communities in more progressive college towns like Madison, Wisconsin, like Iowa City, Iowa, right? Uh, and you can head off to one of those places and get some – modest job where you're making coffee or you're waiting tables or something and get a feel for yourself as an adult woman and stand on your own two feet and don't and then not have to rely on your parents anymore and figure out what the hell you want to do with the rest of your life. But again, right now, there's really no solution to where you're at right now besides running away uh, and, and probably winding up back doing sex work again, which is very dangerous for a very for a young person. That said, I do want to throw this out there to other transgendered listeners. If you've been in this girl's shoes, uh, if you walk this walk and you have some advice for her, please call 206-201-2720 and offer us some advice from your perspective and we will play it on an upcoming show. Okay. First of all, you're my favorite ex-Catholic cocksucker. I got to say I've been a fan for years. But I have to say this. I just heard your little rant about how cocks are better than badges. But how many cocks do you know that can come like 10 times in 20 minutes? 
My husband did that to me last night. I've had four kids, so I don't get it that often. But when I do, it's super fab, and I'm so glad I have a vag. So that is a huge plus in the pro-con, you know, debate. I just want to say that. The other thing is my pussy doesn't get cold when I go jogging in the morning. I live in Salt Lake. It's cold here. My husband's cute, enormous cock freezes at the tip. So, you know, another plus. Just want to give my two cents. Take care. I, I, I didn't mean to wade into this or step in it. If I can use that meta, that image uh, in a conversation of pussy versus dick. Uh, yeah, no, pussy does like really fucking amazing things that dick doesn't. Pussy spits out people, right? It's the miracle of life. We have six billion miracles running around right now on the planet. Uh, yeah, and you can have ten orgasms. You can have as, a woman technically – is physiologically insatiable. Once a woman is orgasmic, there's no limit to the number of orgasms potentially that that woman can have. I recognize that as a superpower, but as you know, a selfish, lazy man, I also recognize that as a little intimidating. If my boyfriend could, you know, once I got him coming, come and come and come and come forever, never, never, I would never know when I was done. So again, you know, I recognize your pussy's superpower, but I prefer the dick. I prefer the cock, which is, you know what? I came, you came, we're done. Let's go to bed. We know when it's over. You just never know when it's over with you sexually insatiable Mormon ladies. Uh, hi, Dan. Uh, my name is Jacob. I'm a 23-year-old male. Uh, I had a question because my, um, my current girlfriend and I were having uh, sex last night and we tried a lube for the first time because... I'm a little too big for her. Um, and afterwards, her pussy uh, was swollen and really sore. So I was wondering if you could shed some light on whether that's a issue with just how, like, I don't know, are we fit together or if maybe she's allergic to uh, something in the Sometimes people's orifices are swollen and sore after they get fucked. Uh, lube or no lube, just because they got fucked real good. Uh, if in the past when you fucked um, without lube and there was some discomfort but not quite this degree of swollenness and soreness and redness, it could be the lube. You need to look at the ingredients on the lube. A lot of lubes have alcohol bases. Uh, there are still lubes out in the market that have nanoxicol, nine, I can't pronounce that word, um, which is a detergent, which is in a lot of lubes. So, you know, and soap is kind of tough on those delicate <laughs> tissues. If this lube didn't work, you need to try a different lube. You need to try different water-based or, you know, crank coice oil-based lubes and find what works for you and works for her. Hi, Dan. I'm a 30-year-old married female. I have been watching a friend's cats while she is on vacation. And I found when I went into her apartment to feed the cats, um, some toys that tell me she is into the same kink I am because in my state, which is in the Bible Belt, you can't buy them here. Um, the issue is I would be very interested in seeing if her, she and her husband would be interested in playing with me and my husband. But although we've talked about sex just between friends, we have not talked about it in any specific terms dealing with our kink. And I'm not sure whether it would be fair for me to out her and my husband asking my husband first if he'd be interested in playing, but I don't want to offer to them and then find out my husband's not interested. So it's one of those things that I'd, I'd be interested in finding out, 
but I don't know where I should go with this. So if you have any advice on what I should do, should I talk to my friend? Should I talk to my husband? Should I just not say anything at all and, and keep thinking about them doing the same things we're doing and thinking that idea is really hot? Um, I just need some advice. Thanks. I wish you'd left your fucking phone number because I want to know what the kinks are that you enjoy and your husband enjoys and that you've recently discovered your friend enjoyed because apparently she stores her cat food in the same cabinet with her sex toys, which is how you found these things. You live in the Bible Belt. You go over to her house and you say, I found some sex toys. I couldn't help but notice. Were they laying out somewhere? Were they on the coffee table were they on the floor next to the cats, bulls? Like, how the fuck did you find these things? If what you meant is, my friend's away, she gave me the keys to her place, I went over there to feed the cat and then turned the goddamn house upside down looking for her secret stashes of porn and sex toys. Well, that's different. You know, if she left this shit out, all you have to say is, I noticed that you left X, Y, and Z out. Like, it was sitting right there. I couldn't help but notice. Are you guys into that? Because we are. Dot, dot, dot. That's all you got to say. If you snooped and that's how you found out, you can't go to her and say, oh, my God, I totally found your strap-on dildo and the hood and the dog collar and the restraints that were in the locked box on the top shelf in the closet in your guest room that I picked apart and I opened with my you know top-secret Professor Clouseau lockpick. You can't say that. What you have to do – because you can't call her out like that, right? Because you'll be saying, I'm a piece of shit Snoop and you should never trust me in your house ever again. And by the way, would you like to fuck my husband? That's not going to go over very well. What you have to say is, you know, knowing what you know now about perhaps her private consensual sex with her husband in the Bible Belt with these mysterious toys, you just have to make an ass out of yourself. You You can go in there with some confidence that she'll respond perhaps positively. But you need to go get drunk with her and then without indicating that you know anything about what she's into – Say, oh, my God, I have to tell somebody. I need a friend here I can confide in. My husband and I, we're totally kinky. We're into X, Y, and Z. And you can list the three sex toys that you found in her house. And then see what she says. And if she says, oh, my God, me too, then you can laugh and you can maybe hit on her and her partner and invite them over for whatever it is the fuck you're going to do with these toys that you don't identify. So I really, really want to know what they are because I'm nosy that way. And then if it works out and everybody's happy and you guys are this – Bible Belt kinky foursome for the next 20 years. One day down the road, you can, you know, confess, confide. You can say, oh, you know, that night we went out and I told you, you know why I took that risk? Because when I was feeding your cat, I fucking turned your house upside down and found your sex toys. That's why I told you. Ha ha ha. And if there's been, you know, a lot of good orgasms between that conversation and you finally coming clean, she'll probably laugh it off too. But if you tell her right away, she may deck your ass. So... I'd wait. Hi, Dan. I just listened to episode 126, and I am one of those lesbians who is going to call in and give you shit. Um, Not you, but the caller who was like, I'm a lesbian, but I am in a relationship with a man. And she's like going on about the gender binary and, you know, lesbians need to stop giving each other shit. Um, and, like, lesbianism is not about who you sleep with. Yes, it is. Sexual orientation is about who you're attracted to. And I think if you're sleeping with a man, you don't get to call yourself a lesbian. And she's going on about the lesbian community. 
if you're sleeping with a man, if you're in a relationship with a man, you're not a dyke. That's the deal. I mean, you can kind of cycle back and forth between sexual orientations. I'm cool with that. But don't call yourself a lesbian when you are obviously not at that stage in your life. I've always said that you can identify as anything you want. You can call yourself whatever you want. No one has to believe you. We all have a right to say, I'm gay, I'm straight, I'm bi. Uh, No one has to believe you. No one is obligated to believe you. When Ted Haggard goes on Oprah or divorce court and says that he's heterosexual, perhaps with issues, but you know, totally fucking heterosexual, that he lives to eat Gal Haggard's pussy, he can say that. Oprah didn't look like she believed him. I don't believe him. Do you believe him? And so, you know, these lesbian-identified man fuckers, they can call themselves lesbians and the rest of us can decide that they're really bi or they're not lesbians at all because they are fucking men and they're women. Uh, but they can, you know, you keep saying, you are not, you may not identify. They can identify as lesbian. You reserve the right to disagree, as do I. Hey, Dan, this is Aaron from Portland, Oregon. And me and my friends were talking about Liz from Portland, Oregon, the 28-year-old lesbian who wanted to get fucked by a guy. And we have really simple advice for her. Walk down to Burnside in the Northwest 21st neighborhood. Walk into any bar like the Matador or the Bitter End. Dress a little femme. Walk up to a guy, tap him on the shoulder, and be like, hey, I'm a 28-year-old lesbian and I want to fuck a guy. So he will not only fuck you, because it's and considering it's also Portland, Oregon, he will also smoke you out. So good luck, Liz, and I love the show. Thanks a lot, man. Bye. Good advice. That's the sort of advice I think straight guys uh, fantasize about guys like me giving. Because you know, a straight guy would think it would be awesome if a woman wanted to just tap me on the shoulder and said, "Hey, I'm like X. I'm lesbian. I'm super horny. I'm a cougar, and uh, I just want to fuck. You want to fuck?" Straight guys fantasize about that, but the minute I think a woman actually does that to a straight guy, he'll take off running in the opposite direction. That's the woman that all the straight guys wish existed, but when that woman actually walks into a bar, the straight guys drop loads in their pants, not in those women, generally. Oh, we're done. (laughs) Uh, We're going to leave it there with loaded pants and loaded women. 206-201-2720 is the number if you'd like to record a question for a future installment of the Savage Lovecast. If you have some mysterious kink, let me know what it is because that's going to impact the advice. Uh, And we'd like to have a callback number in case you leave something out of your question, some important, crucial detail like how you found your friend and the Bible Belt sex toys in their house while they were gone and you were supposed to be feeding their cats. I like to know those details, so please do leave a callback number so we can give you a buzz back. We promise not to put it on the air. Again, 206-201-2720 is the number. You download us every week at www.thestranger.com slash savage. I blog every day at slog.thestranger.com. And we'll be back at you next week with another installment of the Savage Lovecast. Cast.